Welcome to the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, where we talk all things fantasy football. From player news, rankings, projections, and even trade advice. Everything to help you win your fantasy football league. And now, your hosts, Bob Miller and Tommy Harvey. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Bob Miller, and I've got my trusty sidekick with me, Tommy Harvey. Tommy, how you doing, man? Doing great, buddy. How are you? You know, I can't complain. Just ready to get back started on everything. I know for the longest we were doing a, uh, a podcast. Uh, we had quite a few followers on that, and um, we took a little bit of a break to really shift our focus on the website, building it back up over at DynastyProsFootball.com. And so, uh, you know, we think we've got a good handle on it, some nice additions, and we've got a good team with us that's uh, helping us out. So now we're ready to kind of jump back on the saddle and and get a show going back, uh, going back together again. And, and you know, and, and then we're also teaming up with another big, big website to do a weekly show. So, uh, you know, we're not going to spill the beans on that just yet, but um, everyone keep an eye out for that as well. But speaking of um, speaking of the website, make sure, guys, first of all, um, you know, if you wouldn't mind, subscribe to our uh, our YouTube channel here and, you know, give us a couple of thumbs up if you don't mind. Uh, we're just kind of getting this started. So uh, all help is very, very appreciated. Um, and also go make sure you go check out our website over at DynastyProsFootball.com. We have our latest Dynasty rankings, you know, anywhere from super flex to, gosh, tight end premium. We have IDP rankings rookie updated rookie rankings we got rookie rankings tommy with super flex rookie rankings super flex including idps we have got the best rookie rankings out there in the world and then you know to kind of boot we have a great great trade value chart as well so if anyone's making you those offers uh for some draft picks or some of those rookies um you can kind of get an idea of what their value is um you know so you know Take a look at that and let us know how we're doing with that. But uh, without further ado, Tommy, um, what kind of news do we have out there, man? Uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins got suspended for crying out loud. Um, you know, that kind of sucks for Hopkins owners because, I mean, hell, you didn't have him half of the season last year or so, and now you're not, it's going to be about another half a season before you can get your hands on him. You know, what's your thoughts on that? Um I was that that's probably the reason why they went out and grabbed Hollywood Brown. Um, they kind of knew it probably, probably knew it was coming. Absolutely. Um, so that, I mean, big pickup for them knowing that that was, that that was coming along. Yeah. That keeps Kyler happy as well. You know, it's, that's a good, good buddy of his in college and everything like that. So, you know, that really, really works. Hollywood wasn't happy in Baltimore. Um, I mean, let's face it, the guy's, you know, 170 pounds soaking wet and, uh, he just didn't like blocking, you know, and he went on a show over, I think at Sirius XM, I believe uh, a few days back and just talked about that, that, that offensive scheme wasn't for him and he didn't like it. And he wants to go, listen, the bottom line, he wants to get paid and he's not going to get that, you know, kind of top tier wide receiver money by blocking in Baltimore. So uh, I can't necessarily blame him, uh, you know, for wanting to go somewhere that is going to be a lot more uh, pass friendly and, um, maybe exploit, you know, what he's, uh, what he's talented at. So, you know, with all that being said, you know, what kind of fantasy impact do you think this has for someone like Hollywood? I mean, it obviously this, this Hopkins suspension affects a lot of pass catchers. 
there in in Arizona. But um, who do you think benefits the most out of this? Hollywood definitely benefits the most out of this in the short term, um, at least for those first handful of games he's out. Um, anywhere past that, um, Hollywood's value probably takes a hit after after Hopkins comes back. You but- think so? You think that Hollywood's value takes a – listen, I probably would say, yeah, he'll get peppered with a few more targets, yeah. um, you know, while while Hopkins is out. But when, when Nuke gets back, is that going to open things up even more for Hollywood? And let's say by that point he's going to have a pretty good relationship, uh, you know, going with Kyler. And, you know – I. I don't know if his value, I don't know if his production necessarily takes that much of a hit, even with Hopkins back. I think Hollywood is a great, great buy candidate right now. I don't know if I would say buy low because I think people are all happy over this right now that are Hollywood owners. But if you can go find him, if you can go get your hands on him at a good, good value at a good, you know, good price, um, I would certainly recommend it. Uh, You know, he was a pretty decent, you know, fantasy contributor in Baltimore. I think he's going to be substantially better in Arizona. You know, your thoughts? I think he, in the short term, his value goes up. Uh, I would definitely go try to buy him right now. And then over the over the first several weeks, um, once his, when his production's at its highest, I would try to sell him. Oh, okay. Trying to be the businessman there. I yeah, absolutely. That, I mean, it's, it's what yeah, we're here it's for. Hey, it's, it's what we do yeah, this for, isn't it? I yep. mean, you want, you want to cash in when the value's at it? At the at the highest, and yeah. um, after those those first couple of weeks with with Kyler, um, Hollywood's value is going to be pretty high. Um, and then once Newt comes back, I, I I just see his value going down a little bit. So I would try to sell him. Okay, sell high, sell high. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. You know, I think the biggest listen. I think the biggest benefactor of this whole thing, Zach Ertz. Um, Listen, I know he's getting a little long in the tooth, but he just signed a three-year deal. And when Hopkins went out last year, uh, Zach Ertz was fed. I mean, he was peppered with targets. I mean, they yep. just forced him the ball. And I see a lot of that happening again. I mean, yeah, Hollywood's going to get his fair share of you know downfield targets and everything there. But I think Zach Ertz is a fantastic, fantastic tight end. I mean, a top five tight end uh, right now. And um, if you can go get him, you know, at a good, good deal. That's another guy I would really, really target. I mean, I know some people are kind of avoiding him. Hell, you know, I, I mentioned in a couple of articles, you know, in our buy low, sell highs and things like that to maybe sell, you know, Zach Ertz. But uh, that was back when he was in Philly. And, um, you know, that was with Dallas Goddard kind of coming coming on. And, uh, you know, things are different now. And he's still highly, highly productive. And I really, really seeing him being a Big, big time benefactor of this, uh, you know, the suspension. You know, he will you- be, he will be. But, but again, I, I think that that's kind of in, the, in that in that short term range um, till Nuke comes back. And they also drafted probably the tight end one in the in the entire draft and Trey McBride. So, yeah, yeah, and that 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 could yeah, be a, a long term stash. I don't, I don't know how much he's going to contribute this year as far as a consistent basis, you know, to where he can maybe start him um, unless something bad were to happen to Zach Ertz. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I, you know, I see – obviously I think their numbers are going to be up while Hopkins is out. But um, 
I think they're going to be just fine when Hopkins gets back. I mean, yeah, they're going to probably miss a few targets, but those defenses are going to have to focus on Hopkins at that point, which could leave right. you know, a lot more open field for those other fellows. And you know another guy that I like that's kind of sneaky, Antonio Wesley. I mean, a lot of people are maybe picking up AJ, you know, AJ Green. I almost said AJ Brown. AJ Green. We'll get to um, him later. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to him <laughs> later. But I really like Wesley. I mean, he came on last year and he's really building a good relationship with Kyler. And he's a nice little downfield threat. He's got a lot of length. He's got a, a very good catch radius and not a bad little end zone kind of target, little red zone target, even. Um, that's someone that you could go get for absolutely free right now off your waiver wire oh, and you've got nothing to lose. Definitely. That's someone I would absolutely go and snatch up. I mean, like I said, if it doesn't work out, then no big deal. Just cut yeah. it. Especially but I deep rosters. If, if, if you're in a league that has deep rosters, go grab them. I mean, there's nothing oh, yeah. wrong with, with having him oh, on, on a deep Well, roster. you know, while these other guys are going and picking up, you know, A.J. Green, go grab Wesley. You know, yeah. go get him for nothing. Uh, just stash him. Don't cut him after week one. Don't flip out. Oh my gosh, you know, and start freaking out. But you know, maybe hold on to him for two or three games and see what happens there. But that's a guy that obviously, when when Hopkins does come back, he may, uh, you know, he might be droppable at that point. But um, yeah. that's someone you may be able to pick up and sell high on. Him and AJ Green, actually. Yeah, yeah, AJ Green. Yeah, yep, yeah, AJ definitely. Yes. Anybody else in that offense you think, I mean, would contribute off of that, or you think we covered all those guys? As far as pass catchers, I think we got them all. Um, James Conner's actually a pretty decent target out of the backfield, but, I mean, as far as the main pass catchers go, I think that's I think we about covered it there. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I think all those guys are going to contribute, you know, quite a bit, and they're going to benefit, you know, benefit from that uh, – unfortunate suspension. So, um, you know, kind of the title of our, um, of our episode today is our favorite draft landing spots. But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about the draft and talk about some of our favorite, uh, you know, some of our favorite teams that, you know, how they did well, you know, there's a million websites and everything out there that's posting draft grades and whatnot, and that's cool and all, but you know, who's some of the teams that, you know, what's, what's a team for you, that you think just really just knocked it out of the park. Man, I think it's pretty obvious the Jets killed it. Yeah. yeah. Jets absolutely killed it with, with what they did. Um, grabbing arguably the cornerback one, the wide receiver one, and the running and the RB one. I mean, that's just crazy. It's unheard of. And, and then they grabbed a pretty elite pass rusher too in the first round. So they did. Yeah. Jermaine Johnson dropped, which kind of surprised me, but um, he's a little bit inconsistent in college and some people, you know, a, little, a few people were down on him, but uh, I wasn't, you know, I think he, I think he was playing for a bad team to be honest with you and didn't have a whole yeah. lot of motivation. So I think, uh, you know, he gets, gets into the pros here. Things that they're going to light a fire under his butt. And I think, I think, he, was, I think he was the ACC defensive player of the year. So yeah, yeah. I mean, he did very, very well. And um, but I think there's some motivation there now. Um, you know, obviously a little chip after he left. Uh, it was Georgia, correct? Well, he transferred from Georgia down to Florida State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, he 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 did his work there, and I think personally, I think his best his best works ahead of him. I think that um, I think he's going to do pretty well with the Jets there. But yeah, landing Brees Hall. 
I mean, listen, it's Dynasty. I mean, that's the RB1. Yeah. Uh, Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner. Uh, you cannot uh, – that, that draft was amazing. I mean, incredible. incredible. Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, a little bit unbelievable. If you'd have said, "Hey, these guys are going to come out with these dudes," you would you would have you wouldn't have believed it. But well, they they've definitely done a really good job of surrounding Zach Wilson with some talent. We'll see yeah. if, if Zach Wilson can can be anything. To be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of it's it's kind of like what other teams are doing with their quarterbacks, you know, yeah. and and to make sure these quarterbacks are their guy moving right. forward, you know, put some. Uh, put some weapons out there and, 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 you know, give them the ammo and make sure that they're going to uh, succeed. Yep. Um, but yeah, yeah. Getting Brees Hall. I mean, that's, I guess that's the unanimous RB one in rookie drafts. Um, honestly, I think he's the unanimous number one pick in all of rookie drafts, whether it's super flex or not. Um, okay. You know, Kenny Pickett's, you know, fairly high up there, but, I don't know. Brees Hall to me is the number one guy. I had the number one pick in a draft just a couple of days ago, and I took Brees Hall over yeah. anyone. I mean, you're looking at, at Brees Hall and a bunch of wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. In that first round, um, and I like Kenneth Walker. Kenneth That's Walker's good. Yeah, he he has a good landing spot there. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't have to 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 shoulder the 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 entire load, which is good for him. Yeah. Um, you know, with 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 Penny and Carson there, he you know he'll have he'll have a little bit of a break from time to time. Yeah. You know, Garrett Wilson's another another guy there. I mean, they've got a handful of wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they might feed, but um, I, I just I see Garrett Wilson being there, you know, emerging as their their wide receiver one. I mean, for the Jets. Yeah. 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 Talking about the Jets. I mean, Elijah, you know, Elijah Moore. I mean, yeah. Still. Corey still. Davis is there. Yeah. Yeah, you got Corey Davis. You have that. Listen, Braxton Berrios, you know, yeah. actually put up some points there towards the end of the season and could yeah. be a nice little, you know, nice little safety blanket. And then they signed the tight end out of Cincinnati, you know, C.J. Azuma. Azuma yeah. So, um, you know, they've, they've put some weapons around Zach Wilson, so it's kind of time to put up or shut up. They want to make sure that they, uh, you know, that they've got the right guy in place. You know, there. I'll tell you another team, in my opinion, and here it's a homer pick, but it's the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Ravens absolutely just hammered this draft. I mean, they just did very well. You know, just like the Jets, I think the Ravens got four first round picks out of their first four picks, even though one of them was in the second round, one of them was in the third round. Um, I know they wanted to get Jamison Williams. Um, They had that Hollywood Brown trade really agreed upon, uh, you know, several days before the draft, and they wanted to get Jamison Williams. Um, That kind of fell through because Detroit traded up and snatched him up. And then Baltimore's like, okay, well, we've – our backup plan is Jordan Davis. And then the the Eagles jumped right – I mean, leapfrogged right in front of the Ravens and took him. So Baltimore, you know, went with their third option and and, and went with, with, you know, Kyle Hamilton, which is an absolute stud. I mean, he's a star. Uh, He's – I can't wait to see what this guy is going to do on the field in that, especially in that defense, in that secondary with Marcus Peters and, 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 and Marlon Humphrey. And now you got Marcus Williams at yep. free safety there. Holy smokes, man. I can't wait to see what that, what they're going to do. But then they go and grab Tyler Linderbaum. That guy's going to be a, that's that was a tremendous pick. What's that? Linderbaum was a tremendous pick. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, he's a, an incredible player. I mean, Listen, Creed Humphrey, I wanted Creed Humphrey last year in that draft. And, you know, the Chiefs got him, doggone it. 
but he is immediately what probably a top three, you know, center in the NFL already. Already, yeah. And listen, Tyler Linderbaum is better than him mm-hmm. in every way. So if that's something not to get excited about, I don't know what is. So that's just that's just crazy. And then obviously getting David Ojabu in the second round. Um, They're gonna have to wait a little bit on him, but yeah, it's a good pick. Yeah, yeah, loved it, loved it. I can't wait to see him paired up with, uh, you know, Adafi Way. You know, those guys yeah, are really, really. They're gonna have to wait a year on him, but. Yeah, and it's cool. And then you know, and then they got uh, I believe it was Travis Jones from uh, UConn, I believe. Yep, UConn. Oh my gosh, that guy was a man exactly. out there amongst boys. I mean, yeah. he, looked, he dude looked like Aaron Donald in college. I mean, he was just like manhandling people. And then at the Senior Bowl, he's manhandling these guys that were getting taken in the first round. I mean, all these yeah. offensive linemen, he was tossing them around like they were nothing. So I'd be, I'd be really careful to put that that type of expectation on him. Yeah. I'm just saying, like <laughs> in college, I'm just saying, like when he was in college. I mean, what what Aaron Donald does in the NFL right now is what this guy did in college. Yeah, I'm not saying he's stepping in the NFL and starting to just shrug people all around, <laughs> and just you know, dominating. But the way Aaron Donald looks in the NFL is the way this guy looked in college. So uh, yeah, well, the Ravens always do a really good job of of drafting these guys who who can come in and play immediately for them. So. Yeah, and they grabbed a couple of really, really good tight ends and yep. Isaiah Likely, and 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 um, you know that's one of the guys they grabbed, and they're going to go back to that thirteen personnel. You know, yep. when that that offense was just unstoppable when when Lamar won the MVP, when they had Hayden Hurst and 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 obviously Mark Andrews and um, uh, Nick Boyle. Boyle, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're going back to that. So that's the re- reason why the Ravens really don't need to go and spend big money on a wide receiver because it makes no sense for them. You know, they've got Rashad Bateman to do exactly yeah. what they need him to do, and people like Devin Duvernay, James yeah. Prochet, and they may look at a veteran. You know, they could bring in like a Jarvis Landry or possibly an Odell Beckham, but they don't need those guys to do much. So um, Baltimore doesn't have to go out and get, you know, make a splash wide receiver. I know being a Ravens fan, a lot of us were in on every wide receiver, wanted to go and grab Debo and things like that. No, I mean, it's cool, but it's not worth it in our offense. So I've uh, got a little bit of a sleeper for you in that Ravens offense. Tylen Wallace. Yeah. Yeah. What, where did he go? Oklahoma State, I believe. Oklahoma State. Yeah. Yeah. He was pretty good in college. Yeah. So, you know, I'm really excited to see what some of these guys can do, you know, the Ravens cut. Uh, Miles Boykin, and um, so these guys are going to kind of get a chance to step up and see what they can do. Really, really excited about that. And um, I think the last team, man, that really, really rocked it in this draft was the Philadelphia Eagles. Holy yeah, smokes. absolutely they did. And and it wasn't even really because of who they drafted. I mean, I know, I know that, that they got Jordan Davis in the first round, which is a massive, massive pickup. Um, they got N'Kobe Dean in the third um, but it was about who they traded for during, during the draft. I mean, oh, getting AJ Brown. AJ Brown mean, was incredible there. Um, they've been trying to find that kind of wide receiver one for for a while, and to get that was amazing. Oh, incredible! Uh, AJ Brown, one of the best receivers in the NFL. Um, now he he goes to. I think he 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 improves his situation because. I'm not a Ryan Tannehill guy. I, I, I just don't think he's any good. Um, and I don't think the Titans think he's any good either with the fact that they've drafted Malik Willis to kind of eventually slide in for him. But um, I think A.J. Brown is going to really kill it in Philly. 
You think so? I think so. Uh, they they've added layers to their offense by by doing this. Um, well, I mean, what do you think? Uh, you think he puts up similar numbers in the Philly offense that he did in Tennessee? I think he puts up better numbers. Okay, okay. So with that being said, how do you think that affects someone like Devontae Smith or Dallas Goddard? You know, because I think it affects Devontae Smith a little bit. Uh, he won't get his as many targets. Um, I think he's more of a downfield guy anyways, which he doesn't need that many targets. Um, like I said, I, I think it, it adds layers to that, that Philadelphia Eagles offense now where they have a big time playmaker in AJ Brown who can make plays all over the field. So they can go short intermediate and long with them. Um, then the intermediate intermediate and long game goes, uh, what will be Devonte Smith's kind of forte um, and then Dallas Goddard is obviously an, a very elite tight end. He'll he'll still get get his play. Um, yeah, because that's going to leave some open field for him. Yeah, you know, absolutely because, it will. Yeah. And then then you have your running backs with with Miles Sanders and uh, Boston Scott, I, and they were already the top rushing offense in the NFL. So I, I think getting getting AJ Brown really opens up what their offense can do. Yeah, and kind of. You know, kind of like what we were saying about the Jets, making sure that, you know, Zach Wilson's their guy by putting these pieces in place mm-hmm. around him. This is probably the, you know, example of examples with Jalen Hurts because there has been a lot of a lot of reports out there over the last year, year and a half, that some people in the, you know, in the Philly organization was not sold on Jalen Hurts and then others were. Yeah. So there's been a lot of confusion for fans out there and um think this is the situation where they've put these pieces in place around him so it's sink or swim you know? it is I think I think Jalen Hurts is, is is a good quarterback um especially in fantasy I I think now he is towards that that middle that middle to back end of a of a QB1 um oh yeah absolutely yeah he's definitely a target because yeah. you got well he, honestly he was a target of mine even before the AJ Brown uh, you know, trade because everyone's, you know, they're focusing on getting, you know, those, you know, Justin Herberts and getting Patty Mahomes and, you know, grabbing Lamar, um, even grabbing, you know, obviously Josh Allen being kind of the number one guy. Um, but I had no problem just chilling out, waiting. Um, you know, some people would take Dak and take Kyler, but I have no problem sitting back and waiting and waiting and waiting and going and taking Jalen Hurts. I certainly recommend um, because you know you can grab if you're you're in a traditional draft. I mean you can you can pick another two to three players, wide receivers or or, or running backs, um, and wait to take Jalen Hurts. If you if you can make that part of your strategy, I absolutely recommend it. Don't don't get crazy and think you have to grab a, one of these super stud quarterbacks in like the third, fourth, fifth round, especially in a one quarterback league. I mean that's what I'm referring to. But yeah, um, but yeah, Jalen Hurts. Superflex, all these quarterbacks are going really high, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Jalen Hurts is absolutely a, a a quarterback one. I mean, he is a QB one, and I would certainly treat him that way. And if you can snatch him up, you know, toward the middle of your draft, you, you've done well. You know, you've done a good job. So I heard somebody talking the other day, flirting with actually making him the overall QB one. Yeah, I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that either, but yeah. his stock has definitely risen. Yeah, it has. It has. So um, <clears throat> definitely a, a, 
someone that I would fish around for in some in some dynasty leagues and look to see if you could get him at a good deal. Um, it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt. I'm always, you know, in all the dynasty leagues that I'm in, you know me, Tommy. I mean, because you and I are in several together. I mean, we're always looking to make deals. Always. Always. And as soon as something happens, man, I'm jumping on it. Like, like say, for instance, today, uh, you know, I was saying pick up like, you know, Antonio Wesley with the Cardinals. You know, I picked up today Julian Edelman. Not really a big dynasty guy, but with the comments that that Rob Gronkowski said, you know, like he would only come back if if Edelman came back. I'm like, listen, I dropped some guys that were nothing. You know, uh, I, I dropped some, you know, whatever. And I picked up Edelman off the waiver wire. Sure. So back you know, inside, I may as well. I mean, he he could be a league winner if he comes back and plays. So yeah, listen. I mean, we know what kind of rapport he has with 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 Tom Brady. So we know what Edelman's capable of. I'm not saying he even comes back, but if you've got a spot that you can go and drop some turd off of your bench and go pick him up, why not? That's right. You know, you got to be on top of things. And I know a lot of our our listeners and a lot of our 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 fans are definitely on top of those things. So, uh, you know, something that the last thing I want to talk about before we get into these, these, you know, rookie landing spots and, and, and whatnot, what's up with the Raiders declining the fifth option on these players. And, and, and the one I'm, I'm focused on mainly is Josh Jacobs. Yeah. What, what is it there? I mean, do they just not want to pay this guy? I mean, what is going on here? It, they don't seem too too thrilled with him. Um, I mean, he he's coming off the worst worst season of his career. Um, just had right over eight hundred total, right over eight hundred rushing yards, I believe. Um, he, I'm, I am kind of a Josh Jacobs guy. I think he's good. Um, I just don't know if he fits. What the? I mean, if, if you think fits, it's a Gruden thing, do you think it's like, hey, let's flush all these Gruden guys down? You know, let's get them out of here. Could be, I mean, could be um, but also their offense is kind of going in a different direction now with with picking up Devonte Adams and, and all that. So, so they they may be looking to to kind of not have to pick up a fifth year option on 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 a guy like Josh Jacobs and then move into being able to use somebody like. Samir White, who they just drafted in the fourth round. Yeah, yeah, that's one of our guys that you and I have kind of spoken about, you know, uh, privately that we really, really like. And, yeah, with this Josh Jacobs news, man, that's that's kind of wild. And it's someone that, depending on what kind of situation you're in in your, in your dynasty league, I mean, it's someone that you might want to sell right now. Yep. But there again – if you need help at running back, maybe you go buy him. If you can get him on the cheap, if someone's panicking and they're trying to sell him, I would buy him, you know, just so I could use him. I mean, he's probably a this year guy and yeah, but I think he probably have a decent landing here's spot. The deal. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to end up somewhere. So, I mean, and it's got a ton of tread left yeah. on the tires, man. I yeah. mean, he's not like some old worn out has been. No, or something. Absolutely not. I mean, he, he had, he has plenty of tread left. On the tires because for one he didn't get a whole lot of carries when he was in college, nope. so he he came in not being overly used, and I mean he's he's really still he's still really young so he's going to end up somewhere so go get him if you can I mean yeah if you can get him on the cheap do yeah, it man, absolutely going to help you 
Absolutely. Exactly. I can't see him putting up worse numbers than he did last year. And last year he wasn't no. bad. No, no, I mean, he wasn't too bad. Great little PPR guy. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Not... Especially if you're going to use him as your like RB3. Perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what do you, you know, if you don't have to depend on him to be in one of your weekly starters, but he could step in, I think, absolutely and be a solid, solid RB2 for you this year. Probably. And depending on his landing spot next year, man, I mean, you, you never know. You never know. I mean, mm-hmm. Golly, I mean, there's. I don't even want to get into where the landing spots could be. So, but you you had mentioned, you know, Zamir White. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on that? You know, because I'm really, really, really. Uh, I've got a lot of rookie drafts coming up, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not the most thrilled talking about this stuff right now because I don't want you, I don't want these other people that I play in these leagues with some watching this because they're going to kind of know some of my targets. Because I'm grabbing some of these guys in like the late second and third round. And listen, we can get third round picks for next to nothing. You know, I mean, everyone's focused on these top 12 picks in this rookie draft. But there are some legitimate under the radar. I wouldn't know if I'd call them sleepers. I don't know if there's a sleeper in the world out there anymore with how much, you know, social media and, you know, how much research is done. But these under the radar guys that you can get maybe in the late second or even in the third, I grabbed a handful of these guys in a couple of drafts already. But Zamir White uh, is definitely one of these guys that you can't, I just saw him in the draft two days ago, go in a third round. Um, And I was trying my darndest to trade up to get him, but, uh, I think someone kind of uh, knew what I was trying to do and, and right. locked me. So, you know, what? who's some other guys, you know, besides Amir White? Like, I, that guy could be the starter next year. Yeah. That's about thinking into the future with Amir White. Um, Absolutely. You know, throw this guy on your taxi squad and don't, don't get cute. Don't cut yeah. him you know, after a few weeks of the season and he's not touching the ball very much, this is a guy, commit to him. Grab him, put him on your taxi squad, and leave him alone. That's right. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. You're drafting for the future with him. Absolutely. Know that going into that, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, don't don't start getting all impatient and wondering what in the hell he's going to do for you. You know, it's week four, and he's he's not touched. No, just whatever, get over it. Yep. Stash him. Wait for the wait a year. Just trust us on that. Um, Keontae Ingram at Arizona is another guy that I'm absolutely loving. Um, I love grabbing this guy. Um, I'm getting him in the third round in every draft, and um, this guy, just like Zamir White, could be the starter next year in Arizona. You know, depending on I know James Conner signed. You know, what did he sign a, a three year deal, I believe, which is kind of a one year, one year yeah. kind of deal. Um, but I really think that Ingram, I think Ingram gets a lot of touches this year already. I mean, um, with with Chase Edmonds being gone, yeah. I think he gets quite a few touches, but he could be the guy moving forward starting next year as soon could, as next year. Could be because as far as James Conner goes, um, what you really have to look at is the, is the guaranteed money um, because anything past that doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, yeah. That guaranteed money is really all you're looking at because if he's guaranteed this year only, he can get cut, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's been there kind of, you know, goal line. I mean, obviously we know what he did last year. I mean, he put up, I mean, he came out of nowhere and was putting up all these crazy points, you know, but he was yeah. scoring touchdowns like 
I mean, it was nuts. You can't really bank on that again, but he's going to have a similar role this year. The problem with him is has always been health. Um, and I think they found a niche for him. Don't, don't give him the ball too awful much because he could get hurt again. And so, you know, insert Ingram here. And I think he gets his fair share of touches, um, and could be a fantasy contributor this year. And oh my gosh, if, if James Conner were to go down for any unfortunate reason, holy smokes, you've got a, you've got a possibly, I mean, this got to be a weekly starter. Absolutely. Very well could be. Yeah. What's another guy who, what's another kind of under the radar guy that, uh, that landed in the spot that, uh, well, the, well, the Falcons drafted a, a, a guy at, at a BYU, Tyler Algier. Um, mm. and, the, and then they cut Mike Davis. So kind of tells you where they're, where they're <laughs> going there. Exactly. Exactly. That's another one. That's another one of those dudes you can get in the third round. Yeah. I mean, now as the season creeps up, you know, these guys are going to probably get a little bit of uh, maybe a little bit of hype. So you yeah. might have to. They will, especially once training camps, you know, start and all that stuff. Yeah. But a lot of drafts are going on, you know, over the next uh, several weeks. And yeah. I think this is a guy that you can grab in the third round. But if you have to kind of jump up in the end of the second to get them, I think they're absolutely worth it. Um, Cordero, Cordero Patterson's the starting running back there for crying out loud. I mean, yeah, he's not spring chicken. So how much longer is this going to? you know, last, yep. you know, so Algier is definitely a guy to go, go grab, uh, yep. you know, enough said, I mean, just like I said, this guy, he could be the starter as soon as this year for crying out loud. So, you know, that's, that'd be pretty wild. Um, who, who's some other guys to you that's kind of under the radar right now that you may be able to grab in the third or maybe even possibly in the fourth. I tell you what, this may be a homer pick for me. Um, as you know, I'm a big UT fan, big Tennessee fan, Tennessee yep. guy. Um, Velas Jones Jr. Um, okay, going to the Bears. He's going to he's going to slide in right into that slot position for them, and he's going to be pretty good there. Well, they didn't really do anything no, as far as wide receivers in the draft. I mean, they, I think they have no choice. That was really it. Um, that that was Byron Pringle. <laughs> yeah, so. they uh, they signed Byron Pringle. They signed Equimedia St. Brown. Um, but other than that, I think Velas Jones is going to step in and be the guy. And the good thing for him is, you know, he's got the draft capital being there, um, but they get him in the third round. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's and he's kind of an kind of an older guy too, so they had other options. I, I, I believe he's turning twenty five already, yeah. so um, they had other options, but they they went with him, and he he showed he he has a pretty blazing speed. Um, you're on a four three one at the combine, which is pretty incredible. That is incredible. Um, and he uh, he showed last last year when, when he was when he was playing in college that he can be highly productive. And um, I think that that may the Bears are going to utilize him in, in that slot position, and that's yeah, they're very thin at that position. So mm-hmm. I mean, he could be. Uh, I mean, he could be a, a nice pickup. Uh, I think he absolutely would be because you can get him for. I mean, you're, there's, he's going undrafted in, yep. in a lot of little leagues, a lot of little drafts that I've, uh, I've been a part of so far. So, yeah, great little, you know, I mean, no no risk, you know, high reward type of guy. You know, I mean, kind of like, uh, well, his 
new teammate, Darnell Mooney. I mean, Mooney was nothing a year, almost a year ago, and now people are starting to get kind of hyped up on him. This is kind of the same type of dude. What's another guy? What's your boy out of Indianapolis? What do you think about him? Jelani Woods? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he, is, a, uh, he is an athletic freak, man. Uh, the guy is six seven and runs like a deer. <clears throat> he's going to, uh, I think he's going to be really good in that uh, in that offense with uh, with Matt Ryan. You think so? I think so. Well, he's a big, big target. He's a he's a big boy. You know, go grab him up. You know, like I said, that's a guy. You know, these last couple of dudes, man, these are guys that are probably going undrafted, depending on how deep your draft is. I mean, most of the ones I'm in are four rounds unless there's IDPs or something involved and they kind of go up to five or six. Um, but these guys are these last couple of guys you can go grab for nothing right now if they haven't been you know picked up already. So you know speaking of that, let's let's kind of talk about some of our favorite you know those are some guys we really 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 liked, but who's some guys out there that are just our favorites, you know, our favorite landing spots. Um, I'm gonna start with you. Okay. Who's your number one? guy your favorite draft pick like that you know just that landing spot Who's my number guy? one guy is Traylon Burks um right. he was drafted to take over the AJ Brown role mm-hmm. and the guy is incredible I mean he's he's just a physical specimen 6'2 220 225 um he actually he actually hunts wild boar by hand that's which is him that's a man right there. That, that is a man. <laughs> the guy takes his dogs out and then hunts wild boar, wrestles them to the ground, and just just and then just eats them alive right there. Yeah, just, he 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 is a, he is a dude. Um, <laughs> that yeah yeah you know I agree a hundred percent. You know a lot of these folks out here in these drafts are getting really happy over Garrett Wilson, and and, and there's some really really good. Mm-hmm. landing spots for some wide receivers, but you're always hearing Garrett Wilson or let's say Drake London as really battling for your number one kind of rookie wide receiver spot, but no one's really mentioning Burks and, and they should be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and they just came out and, and said that he could be just peppered with targets really mm-hmm. like they're about to have to force feed this guy. Um, so why not go out there and maybe ch- try and take advantage of that? Go grab this guy. I mean, ESPN's Jordan Reed believes that the Titans are likely to force feed Traylon Burks as a rushing and receiving threat. He ran the ball a little bit in college as well. I, you know, and it's a copycat league, and we're seeing, you know, what people have done with, you know, Tyree Kill's done it a lot. Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel's notorious right. for it. You may be able to see that type of of touches uh, for Traylon Burke. So I'm not saying don't go grab Garrett Wilson or maybe I don't know. I mean, Jamison Williams, people have gotten kind of happy over, but you know, Garrett Wilson, Drake London are your two kind of unanimous, you know, two dudes just battling. But I, you know, there I think there's a an argument to be made for Traylon Burks to be that number one guy right now in rookie drafts. I think he is the number one guy at the wide receiver position. Um, I, I think the opportunity is there. He showed in in, in college that that he is very highly productive, mm-hmm. um, and he has that prototypical NFL size. Yep. 
And I'll tell you, speaking of number one guys, I'm not going to really go get long-winded with this, but, you know, my favorite was Brees Hall. I mean, I was – and the reason why is I had the number one pick. I traded for a, a draft pick last year in the Dynasty League. It ended up being the number one pick. So all off season, I'm just like, what am I going to do with this pick? Am I going to trade it? Am I going to do this? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? You know, Brees Hall's kind of the guy. What, what's going to happen with these quarterbacks? Um, so I was kind of – really concerned for the longest, but then when Brees Hall got drafted, you know, a lot of people had him going to Buffalo, but I think the Jets is just fine with that offense that we've already talked about. Um, I was able to kind of breathe a sigh of relief. So I made him my number one pick and um, I'm extremely excited about it. So no need to get into that. Listen, anybody watching the show knows who the hell Brees Hall is. So, um, Speaking of, uh, you know, let, let, let's do one more each as far as these these rookies go, or maybe a couple of more. Um, I'll tell you another guy of mine before I, I get any another another one of mine, Kenny Pickett. Um, speaking of which, I was really to me he was the only quarterback like pro ready quarterback in this draft, and I, I am not a Malik Willis fan. Uh, you know, Kenny Pickett really was it for me. That's the only guy that I see in this draft that I think is going to be an NFL starter. I maybe I, I, for, for the other guy's sake, I hope I'm wrong for people like Matt Corral and, you know, Desmond Ritter and things like that. But I really, really see Kenny Pickett as being the only guy. And I couldn't imagine there wasn't a better situation for him, not a better situation for him to fall in. He can dump off passes to Najee Harris. He's got great receivers to throw the ball to uh, a, an up and coming tight end. Um, a very, very good team, an extremely good organization. I could not imagine a better situation for him to fall into. So I'm really, really excited about him. If I grabbed him in a, in a dynasty league, in a super flex league or something like that, I wouldn't be worried whatsoever. He was a, he was a good pickup. I think those wide receivers are really going to like him too, because unlike the last couple of years of Ben Roethlisberger, he can actually get the ball downfield to them. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be nice to see. You know, I'm I'm really happy for his landing spot. It just uh, I think it just made. I don't know if there's another place he could have fallen to that uh, his value could have been any higher. So no. Pittsburgh's I think the perfect spot for him. Yeah. What's another guy for you? Um, I actually really like the landing spot for Sky Moore. <laughs> you and a lot of other people. Yeah, obviously. I mean, he ends up in Kansas City. Um, granted, they they've they've picked up a, a couple other wide receivers in the off season with Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. But um, Sky Moore kind of is really more in the mold of what they, what they were looking for. Um, he's very similar size to Tyreek Hill, obviously not quite as fast. Nobody is, um, but um, he, he still has good speed himself. Um, yeah. he, he ran a four, four, one at the combine. Uh, obviously Tyreek Hill ran like a two, or four two nine or something like that, something insane. Um, so he's he's not quite as quick, but he's roughly the same size, the same type of wide receiver. Yeah, it was a great landing spot for him. Everyone was wondering what the Chiefs were going to do. What why they were going to take a wide receiver, and who was that wide receiver going right. to be? Um, I, I don't know if you can really rely on Valdez Scantling or. I think Nicole Hardman is going to flash at times. If there was a wide receiver in that offense that I would want, I would want McCole Hardman. I think he's the close, you know, he, they're going to put him right in that Tyreek Hill, 
you know, position. He's going to run some of those skinny posts and everything that Tyreek did very, very well. I don't think he's going to be at, he's not going to be nearly as good, you know, after the catch as Tyreek was, but you know, he's a sneaky, nice little pickup that you can get for a pretty good deal right now. Sure. But Sky Moore, I mean, you couldn't, uh, he's got to be super, super excited about his landing spot there and, and the quarterback he's going to be playing with for the next several okay. years. So yeah, that's a, that's a really, really good, um, really good player to bring up there. Um, Damian Pierce for me. Um, now we were talking about some of these running backs a little while ago that landed in Atlanta. Um, I really, really like Damian Pierce out of Florida um, getting taken by the te- the Texans. The Texans have nobody, you know, I mean, Rex Burkhead. I mean, that, that'll be their third down back, but I, Damian Pierce could step in there and be the starter this year. Yeah. He's a bowling ball. Absolutely. I think that he is, he is an absolute grab right now. Mm -hmm. So everyone's getting excited over Brees Hall and, and, and even Kenneth Walker. But, you know, we talked about Zamir White and Keontae Ingram and and Tyler Algier, but I'm telling you, Damian Pierce, he may outscore all of these guys this year. So that's another, another, I don't think you're getting him in the third round. I mean, he's a second round pick you know, in these dynasty leagues, and he could creep into the first round before yeah. it's all said and done as, as the season gets closer. So if you've got a draft coming up soon, that's a, a huge, huge target of mine in the second round. That That's someone I would really, really grab. Um, anyone else for you uh, that sticks out that you like their landing spot? I actually really like James Cook for mm-hmm. Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have to be the in-between-the-tackles guy. Um he can be what what he was at Georgia and be that that guy that's that's going to come in be the change of pace back, catch some balls out of the backfield, do what um, do what Josh Allen needs him to do um, to really take the pressure off. Yeah, yeah, I think you know they. I probably spells the end for Duke Johnson, um, but um, I think he's still in Buffalo, right? You know, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think they brought him in for, you know, that, that they need that kind of third down back. I don't know if Cook's going to get like early down work by any means, but it's pretty safe to say that 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 uh, Zach Moss. Zach Moss, is, yeah, he's, he's not toast. I mean, yeah. he's done. Yeah. Um, there, There's those Zach Moss truthers, and you and I know a couple of them, man. It's never going to happen. No, it's, it's not. Never, like, if you are a Zach Moss owner right now, I'm telling you, it's never going to happen. Well, of he, he was a healthy and active several yeah, weeks. Healthy scratch. Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, man, Tommy, before we wrap up things, um, you know, we do – talk a lot. We, you know, over at dynastyprosfootball.com, we really focus a lot on IDPs and we know there's a lot of IDP players out there, not as much as we hope there would be, but you know, they're coming on strong, you know, I mean, as you see, I'm rocking my nice IDP shirt right here that is available at dynastyprosfootball.com, by the way. I love it. it. Yep. Yep. The NWO style. That's right. Taking over baby. Anyways. um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, there's a few little, I'm not going to get into this very, very much, but there's just a couple of little notes for any IDP players out there of position changes. We've been talking about the draft, um, all day. Um, but someone like Trayvon Walker, even though he was a defensive end at, um, at Georgia right now on Jacksonville's website, he is listed as an outside linebacker. 
So if you're looking at picking him up, drafting him, I know different leagues have different uh, settings. Um, Sleeper has kind of like dual eligibility for linebacker and defensive line, which I'm not the biggest fan of that. You know, you and I have been playing IDP for several, several years. Um, I like if a my rule in, in, in the leagues that I commission that are IDP is simple. Whatever the player is listed as on the official team website, that's what he's going to be and you know in our league. So we play a lot of those in my on myfantasyleague.com and they don't have dual eligibility. Right. It's it's one thing. So it really, really affects players' values. You know, defensive ends are a huge, huge value especially when it comes to myfantasyleague.com. So you got to keep in mind that Trayvon Walker right now, if you're playing on MFL, um, you know, he's going to be listed as a linebacker, a linebacker as of right now. Um, Aiden Hutchinson, on the other hand, is listed. Uh, Detroit has him listed as a defensive end. So he's going to be kind of a defensive line eligible. And speaking real quick of the dual eligibility, yeah, what the heck? I knew you were going to get in on this. Yes, why? With this message earlier, how the heck? How the heck is Micah Parsons eligible? At how does Sleeper go and make him dual eligible? Make him a defensive line eligible player now? He lined. I mean, he he lined up a lot at at that defensive end spot last year. He actually he actually played several games there exclusively. So, I mean. Dude's a freaking linebacker. He is a linebacker, but when when you look at what he's played, I mean, whatever, dude. He is a <laughs> linebacker, linebacker, line. He is not a defensive lineman. Yeah, but Joe, Joey Bosa, Joey Bosa is not a linebacker line. either. Joey Bosa is not a linebacker. Joey Bosa, he's listed as one, but he's not one. No, no, he's <laughs> he was basically on the defensive line, and I think yeah. a lot of leagues still have him as a defensive end. But like we were saying on the LA Chargers official website. Mm-hmm. He, he is listed he's as listed an outside linebacker. linebacker. Right. He, he's not so a linebacker. He should not be eligible to play defensive right. end or defensive line on your team if you're in on my fantasy league. Now, obviously, like I said, Sleeper has, uh, mm-hmm. you know, those edge rushers. that you, you can play them either at linebacker or play them um, on the defensive line, which does affect their value if you're making trades. So I really wish what they would do is I, I wish that they would just start classifying them as an edge or, yeah. or a linebacker. Stop stop with, with, with this defensive end, defensive line stuff. He, he's either an edge or he's a linebacker. And, you know, they could do that. I mean, they that could be done. But, it you know, it's the same thing as being a defensive end. I mean, a linebacker or an edge – Linebacker or defensive right. end, right? Um, yeah, I just I'm not the biggest but, fan of dual eligibility. Th- that that would eliminate dual eligibility, like with Micah Parsons. If you just called him an edge guy, he's not a linebacker at that point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I agree, but you know, and but maybe you have a third position, like you can start a linebacker, start a defensive lineman, and start an edge. Yeah, maybe. there you go. You know, maybe that's what they do, and then that would affect you know, their values, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, when you go over to dynastyprosfootball.com, I mean, we have our dynasty trade value charts. Um, if you sign up and become a member with us, uh, you can look at those trade value charts and we have IDPs there. Not only do we have offensive players, but we have IDP players there. So you can see what, you know, Joey Bosa is worth 
compared to Nick Bosa, where yep. Aaron Donald is compared to Micah Parsons. So, you know, if someone is making you those offers, you can go on our website and look and see what these guys are worth. Even if they're offering you one of these defensive players for an offensive player, like we were mentioning, I don't know, Sky Moore, for instance. Say someone offers you Micah Parsons for Sky Moore. You can see what he's worth versus Sky Moore. So, uh, you know, you really compare that. You know, there's a lot of trade, cal- you know, not not a lot of trade calculators, but there's only really one trade calculator out there that has IDPs involved. Um, so, you know, we're not necessarily a trade calculator that you have to subscribe to or anything like that, but we do have our trade charts that we update uh, constantly. So that's someone. And also, you know, we we're talking about these eligible players, like where they're, where they're lined up. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is another player. Um, he is listed as an outside linebacker. So right now, depending on the type of league you play in, he is an outside linebacker. He is not a defensive end. So that can affect yeah. his value. And see, all, all this is based on what type of what type of defensive yeah, four, three, three, four. Right. Absolutely. But that really, really has a big, big impact on these guys' values. You know, if you're in a league that, like I said, on my fantasy league, where they're they're one or the other, they're not they can't be both. Um, defensive ends are worth a lot. There's only a few elite ones, um, you know, with Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa, even Aaron Donald still at this point. Um, there are there's only a handful of them, you know, and so those that's guys. Why, that's why it really bugs me that Joey Bosa is listed as a linebacker because he, he would be an, an elite defensive end. Yeah, well, he has been. He right. has been, you know, he, he's been on, on you know, as a defensive end for, yeah. for several years now, but um, for some reason – uh, last year, they listed him on their website as an outside linebacker, and they still that, haven't listed as that. That right? really hurts his value. Oh, it, it, incredibly. I mean, if you take a guy off the defensive line and add him to the millions of linebackers out there, right. I mean, there's linebackers that are extremely productive that no one even thinks about. Denzel Perryman, you know, people like that that were, you know, according to our our, our Dynasty Pro scoring system, I and mean, the guy was putting up double-digit fantasy points every week. And you were grabbing him off of the waiver wire, so probably um, get him. Yeah, yeah. So there's not, there's not very. We could probably count on one hand like defensive ends that put up those type of points. And when you take one of them off, and and you know, and Joey Bosa and add him to the into the mix with linebackers, that really, really, I mean, honestly, kills his value. Yeah. You know, at that point, he's kind of middle of the road. You know, yeah. He's not even an elite linebacker at that point. No. Because so, you're, you're not counting on them for, for tackles, tackles, or even dropping back and getting yeah. interceptions. I mean, you may get a sack and you may, you may get, get a sack. tackle for loss. You yep. know, which scores pretty well in our system. So or, you know, force fumble, you know, fumble recovery, whatever. That's what you're hoping on mm-hmm. with guys like that. You're not you're not counting on on the tackles anymore. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I you know. Just keep that in mind, guys, when you're looking at some of these, uh, when you're making these picks for your IDP leagues and you're making making your picks over the next few rounds and you're seeing these guys come up and you want to grab them up. I mean, if you are in uh, – if you're on Sleeper, I think you're going to be fine. But in my fantasy league, um, that's something to very, very much take into consideration. You've got to keep an eye on that. Yeah. Um, that increases their value or decreases their value tremendously. So. Well, Tommy, I think that wraps it up for today's show, man. How do you feel? Oh, good? Man, it was a good one. I, I, it felt so good to get back in this. Yeah, had to kind of knock the dust off a yeah. little bit, didn't we? You know, get a yeah. little bit of that, that, that rust off of us. But, um, you know, everybody, uh, you can count on us weekly. 
you know, we're back in the fold. We've got a lot of great, great guys over at the website that are holding down the fort for us now. Um, we're going to bring several of those guys on, you know, moving forward. We're really, really excited about that. We're going to be teaming up with another, another big, big website. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Um, but yeah, we appreciate you all watching the show. Please, please, please hit subscribe on there. We want to, uh, and feel free to give us some feedback. We really, really want to hear that. Um, but you know, without further ado, man, that that's pretty much it. So for myself, uh, Bob Miller and for Tommy Harvey, we really appreciate you guys and we'll see you next week.